Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on socials. Absolutely, and I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. We back at it again. How you feeling out there, AB? Feeling good, feeling great. Uh, 80 degrees last weekend, give or take a degree. Yes. Sun yes. is out. Sun is out, buns is out, mask <laughs> is off, COVID is, what is that? Was there COVID. even such a thing as COVID? COVID was 10 years ago now. COVID went to Ukraine, dude, and we don't, we don't know what happened. <laughs> just, it all got jumbled up together. Man, speaking of uh, back outside, these album releases are starting to uh, trickle out here. This first one is Pusha T's new album that we will be reviewing. Also, speaking of back outside, Cameron has a 20th anniversary show for Come Home With Me. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And Future says he wants a meal for a show. And Snoop wants a quarter meal for the feature. We're going to talk which one of those is more realistic. But first, my guy kicks off the headlines again. The baby in the news twice this weekend or this week. Uh, once for video surfacing of him having an altercation with his artist uh, backstage at what looked to be a show. And then again, when Rolling Stone obtained footage of his 2018 Walmart shooting, the infamous Walmart shooting that left someone dead. Um, of course, that case has been dismissed, but do you think with these two videos, especially the Walmart video, uh, is this the straw that breaks the camel's back on his public perception? Yeah, I think this pretty much does. it. And this is probably going to sound like a moot point coming from me because I've been saying this for the last year and a half, two years. I actually thought that the concert thing at the festival did it. He bounced back from that. I don't think that the baby is that big of a star for people to continuously put up with this. Like every time you turn around, there's the meme online about his PR team with Makai Five smoking the cigarettes. It's like every day it's something. And eventually I feel like that people are just going to be like, dude, who cares? Because it ain't like it's Drake. It ain't like it's Wayne 04. It ain't like he's bringing something to the table that can't easily be replaced in my opinion. And that's, that's that part of it from a business standpoint, from a standpoint of me being a fan and the reason that I don't like the baby and the reason that I see it being like the straw that breaks the camel's back is because clearly he doesn't appreciate this. Mm. Like clearly you don't give a fuck about like your fans longevity being here for a long time because continuously you put yourself in a position where it's in someone else's hands to take it away from you react to like how are you in constant reaction mode like how is that possible for someone who's made it to the position that you've made it in that you still after all these years of success are in reaction mode like, that's part of the things that come with getting money and getting success. You can, like, see shit coming. You can forecast it. I ain't got to be in reaction mode. I'm a boss. I know how this shit's going to play out. I ain't got to spring on a nigga that worked for me backstage. I sent that nigga home with nothing because he was on the road with me. I ain't got to hit him in his jaw for him to get the impact to understand the, the, the role that I play. So yep. I just think it's getting old. People are going to start looking at it. It's getting old. It's a, too many more artists. Like you said, we're coming up on a month of heat That's here. 
And you're not going to be able to continuously make headlines with shit like this. It's going to be the music. I agree. Um, and, and listen, lately it's just been the headlines and it hasn't been the records. Um, I would say that good music washes this out, but he has to put that out first. <laughs> and he doesn't have that right now. It'd be one thing if he had a hit on the radio, but he doesn't. It'd be one thing if he had a mixtape that was banging, but he doesn't, or an album or anything, any type of material to show that he's, you know what I'm saying, he's still worth this attention. The more attention that you get in this light with the less amount of music, the more people are going to start paying, like stop paying attention to you. And it's cool that pe people turn it into memes and they got the jokes and all that. And, and that, that's what, that's the cycle of social media. Before you get tired of it, you'll get the jokes off. And yes. then once people are over with the jokes and the memes aren't funny no more because it's literally happening every week, then he's going to fade away, dude. He needs a hit yeah. in the worst way right now for summertime coming up. He needs a hit bad. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean the hit that he just tried to do on his artist, um, which I thought was strange, bro. I still don't know what that was about. I would love to hear, to get some understanding. But the artist looked like he was ready for it, though. Like, he, like, he kind of saw it coming. Like, he was, he was, he was, they, there clearly had been something before that. Where them two niggas got into it. I don't know what the like baby tried wisdom? to do. His uh -huh. name is Wisdom or something like that. Yeah, his name is Wisdom. And I remember him being in the headlines for being locked up for attempted murder. He got arrested for attempted murder not too long ago. And so I was surprised, number one, that his name was Wisdom. <laughs> number two, that he was out. So that's what stuck out when that's I saw the video. But I tell you what, though. If there was one nigga that was ready for that shit, it was him. <laughs> he Facts. wanted all the smoke. He wanted all the smoke. And it ended up being a gun charge, I think, that he had. And that gun charge had something to do with baby. Like, those are the details mm, that had okay. to do with it. So, again, like you said, dude was ready for the smoke. Yeah, he had the right one right there. I don't know if it's little man's complex or what that the baby is suffering from. And I always say this, and I'm halfway joking, but I'm halfway serious. Any nigga that's willing to walk around in South by Southwest in that baby diaper with Jordans on at the beginning of his career, there's no telling what he's liable to do. That's a fact. And I'm talking about that video. The video from Walmart, like, that tells a whole different story. He didn't got off of this, so he ain't got to worry about going to jail right. about it. But I'm talking about on the level that this dude operated on the baby. If I'm Drake and I seen that video, like, am I taking the call to do the song? If I'm like a what? big dog, like yeah. am I associating myself with him at all after all of this shit that I see? Like I'm not taking a phone call doing a feature or a verse for you. Like you already fucking up the church money. Yeah. And you supposed to be on that level. He calls himself a superstar. So I just, I find it strange that like all of this shit keep happening to him. He allows it to keep happening to him and he takes this shit for granted like he do. That's strange as hell to me. Yeah, if I'm Drake, and there's no need. The juice ain't worth the squeeze no. um, in this particular instance. But I will say the Walmart video, I think I, people are overreacting a little bit, in my opinion, to the Walmart video because the headline was, this didn't happen as he said it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's kind of the narrative that I saw. And right. that's not completely true. I, like, I, I think in, in the video, you see the two guys come up to him, and he, he, he does seem to swing on one of them first mm -hmm. from what you can see. But then you see the other guy with the he pulls the gun out, but then he puts it back in his in his hip, and then the mm -hmm. camera angle switches around, and then you see the baby kind of stumble a little bit, then pull the gun out and shoot. But you don't see who he shoots. Obviously, we know who it was. I think what 
number one, let's not act like the police haven't already seen this. Let's not act like the court hasn't. Let's, let's not act like <laughs> just because we saw it now doesn't mean everybody else didn't know that it existed. And two, I think what helped him is or what saved him in this situation is that the person that did get shot was the one that had the gun. It wasn't the one that he was fighting with the, in the initial part of the video. So I think that where he implied that it was self-defense, the, Wait, the video, what, the person who had the gun is not the person that he fought. Correct. The guy that he swung on was not the guy with the gun. And they were just together. Right. And the guy that he swung on, while he was tussling, the other guy that he was with pulled the gun out of his pants. And then he put it back and then he tucked it back in. That was on camera. Mm -hmm. And then off camera, when the baby shoots, he shot the guy who had the gun initially. So yeah. and he, he could say the nigga pulled the gun out and was finna shoot me. I mean, you can say whatever. If a nigga pull a gun out on you, man, I, nobody's gonna wait to get shot to be like, it's a self defense. Like, nigga, it's, things have escalated quickly at that point. And I don't wanna talk about this like we on some sports center, like ESPN play by play, cause somebody did lose their life. Condolences to the family. They gotta relive this shit all over again. That's trash. But you know what I'm saying? So I don't want nobody to think we taking that shit lightly. Just give a perspective as to some people who are questioning that's not what he said in the video and, and how could he have beat that in XYZ? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's a great point that you bring up first and foremost, condolences to the family. Um, to the point of people disagreeing and saying, how could he get off? Because when you think about self-defense and it's just like with Ray Rice, when you see the video, that video is different. Cause that's that video, fact. what I would ask you, uh, did that look like self-defense to you? With the baby? Yeah, it, it it really like it could, could be like you, you don't could know. only see half though. That's the right. thing. Right. Yeah. So people, I think that's the problem when we talk about this every week or every time he's in the news. If I got all of that information and then this comes out, I'm no longer giving you the benefit of the doubt. It looked like you killed a nigga in Walmart based off everything else that I know about you. If this right. was the first time that I seen you in a video, I'd give you the benefit of the doubt and be like, yeah, that could have been self-defense. Some niggas could have been following him. It could have been whatever. Cool. Yeah. Because now, after everything that you've done, I got to look at it with a grain of salt and be like, I don't know, man. The nigga's saying some shit. Ain't no telling what happened. Yeah, like that's you, a fact. You've allowed my mind to wander. And that's the problem that you have when continuously going into being in these scenarios and why I feel like that broke the camel's back. How, how wild, real quick though, how wild is it that the camera angle only shows him shooting and doesn't show the other side? And that could that could have been the end. That nigga could be doing life right now, bro. That's what money do. That's yeah. good ass lawyers and good ass. Money, and, divine and intervention, ass. whatever you want to call it, dude. Cause the, the angle you can't I see because of the shelving. I tell bro. you what, that the recording is there somewhere. Yeah, that's what awesome. money do. Like it's a magically disappeared. And like you said, ain't no angle now. Because it's the baby, and it's a whole lot of money. Well, he was in, in 2018. He wasn't the baby then, though. Bro. Yeah, the label was still backing him, though. They needed him to be the baby, right? Like, like yeah. there were. He had enough money to make this go away, especially against the niggas that that he was. And and I, I also feel like again, someone lost their life here. Condolences to their family, but this is a leverage play as well. Then he had enough money to make this go away. The reason that we see this video now, like you said, it ain't new to the police. Right. This had to be a part of the discovery and shit. It wasn't admitted in court, I don't think. I'm not sure. 
But now the leverage goes over to a civil suit when they see this video and public perception is out here. Like, how are you going to find somebody that's going to decide that the baby doesn't owe these people money? Mm. Based off everything that they know about him now and this video out in the public, who going to sit there and decide, well, how is he going to take the court or trial or however civil suits are decided? No one, a judge, nobody is going to be like, nah, I think I'm going to decide with you. Like, they going to make him pay up. That's true. Leverage is lost, boss. That's true. Yes, sir. So moving on, talking about leverage and being lost, man, your man, this used to be your favorite band member, Choppers, Choppers, not Chopper Styles. I wanted to say that so Chopper bad. Chopper City. Chopper City. I wanted to say Chopper Styles so bad. He was <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue. But your man Chopper from the band was arrested in Vegas this past weekend for what? Sex trafficking. Crazy. My question to you, as a whole, everyone with all the headlines that we've seen from the band, would these people have been better off if they never met Puff and not took the opportunity on making the band? Man, it, it damn sure seems like it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, of course. Nobody's pretty. in the music game. Yeah, well, the only one that's close is Babs. Babs does a battle rap thing in New York. That's actually, from what I've heard, is pretty successful. Mm. Um, it's like mm. I think she runs like a... Somebody, somebody listening listens to battle rap and is probably screaming at us right now. But oh, I think she dope. runs like a circuit of some type of or league of some sort that's supposed to be doing pretty well. That's dope. Shout With the her. exception of her, I know, I think the R&B girl that was there, I think she sells like makeup or something now. But it, listen, if you're not on social media losing your mind or getting arrested, then it's a W. Because that's what Chopper and Freddie P are going through right now. And you hate to see it. But I thought this was interesting. I remember Chopper... I don't know how I came across his IG a long time ago, but I seen he was in Vegas and I was thinking to myself and he, he looked to be eating good. You know what I'm saying? Like he had the whips and, the, and I was like, okay, is it, we always look it. at people. We're not, we're not pocket watching, but you got to think you always kind of wonder, like I'm interested in business. So I'm always like, yo, how is somebody whose rap career is long gone, still successful? Like I wonder what they're into. And I always, I always, I didn't always think that, but that crossed my mind when I saw him. And so this is interesting, even though the way he got arrested, he, he reached out to somebody on Instagram. It turned out to be an undercover cop, but they were an undercover sex worker or whatever. So the, no, the no, details no, no, kind of do fish. That's don't, in, don't not justify that. <laughs> no, the detail. No, it just, it just didn't seem like a lot though. It's nuts. It was nuts. So there was a detective that noticed his Instagram, just like you said that you did. Mm -hmm. And they noticed it looked a little fishy because of the ads that he had and the women and shit and the money. Yeah. So that detective or investigator, they reached out to him via DM and acted like they were interested in joining his stable. Mm. So he went back and forth with him, act like, well, detective, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, went back and forth with Chopper, acted like they was going to meet him somewhere so they could join the stable. And he was like, well, bring $5,000 so you can be a part of my crew. And then we're going to start getting this money. And they arrested him based off the text messages and based off the Instagram and based off previous something that he was sex trafficking. That don't seem like a lot. I'm going to be real. That don't seem like a lot. I'm going to be real. That don't seem like a lot. That, that doesn't seem like a rock solid case, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The, the sex trafficking thing is misleading. That's, That's what I'm saying. Is. They made it He's seem like he had girls locked up in the, in the oh, yeah, crib. Yeah, that, that's nuts. That's what I thought. Like, we, even with the pitch, it was nuts <laughs> as far as the, the uh, what's it, with the, the shot, the, the mug shot. That was nuts. Yeah. Which, it's not like he was internet pimping, and he'd been doing it for a while. 
somebody caught wind of it, told on him and ran him high. Mm. Yeah, here, here we are. The sex trafficking headline is nuts. And it is misleading. And again, not to say what he's doing is right, but right, right, right. a lot of those women chose to, I mean, they, I guess they chose up. That's what Pimp say. I, I have no up. idea. Oh, His mugshot yeah, is insane, though. mugshot is crazy. It make it look like he was sex trafficked. That, yeah, they like, That's what the mugshot looks like. They, that's a fact. That's petty. Like, that, that, because that's what made me even consider it in production to put this in here. Like, damn, mugshot is wild. What was this nigga doing? <laughs> And then I'm reading it. I'm like, ah, he got shucked. Yeah, he, he was did. shucking it out, but he got shucked. It, that's because because prostitution is legal in Vegas, but you have yeah, to have. So it's probably why he based out of there. And then I think these people that were investigating were somewhere else. I'm not sure. Yeah, they were. They were like Maryland or some shit. Yeah, see. And then they were supposed to meet somewhere else because he was supposed to meet them somewhere and get the money. And that's probably how they got in. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte. They were supposed that's to meet in Charlotte. Fine. $2,000 fee to be part of his state, to pay to be a part of his stable? That's, that is, like, what? <laughs> Yo, this is wild, bro. That's wild. He's chopper better off than I thought he was, to be honest with you. If, if he has hoes that paid him $2,000 and was out here tricking for him, that's that's nuts to me. Chopper? I don't know. Shout out to the other members, though. I don't know what Dylon at. He been low. What was um, the other dude named Fred Neff? Enes. Elliot Ness. Ness. Jesus. I don't know where he, I don't know what he got going on. You know what I'm saying? Y'all like, know if, if the young deckers out there know where Fred Ness, so it was Fred Ness, Sarah Babs. Yep. Chopper. Chopper. Yep. Nailed it. Hmm. The album wasn't that bad either. The album was not that bad. It, 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 it was, uh, no, it, he just it tweeted. It seems like that they went through a lot for this, man. That's like true. it seems like to get to this point, to get to a point where, He's locked up for sex trafficking, pimping. And where we seen Freddie at, yep. it just seems like it was a lot to go through to get here. I, I know, expected them to be here. I know Sarah had had a whole bunch of shit with her husband, like some wild I shit. That. I remember that kind like, of they, they probably just all need counseling if we keep it at the band. Because they were young, bro. Like They were young when they were going through that shit with Puff as TV. They were regular. When you take somebody regular and you got them, you throw them in front of TV. Change their life. Yep. Hey, bro, it's, it could it could fuck with your brain. They in New York, man. They probably they most of them wasn't even from New York, bro. That's a whole no. You know how it be when you visit New York, nigga. That should be wild, nigga. You looking like man, what the fuck? They so got PTSD. they probably need help, bro. Some real shit. Yeah. Jeez. Um. Next up, man, your man's future is on a mean promo uh, run right now. He's been tweeting his ass off these last couple of days in preparation for his new album dropping Friday. One of the tweets, he said, quote, how many trap niggas you know can get a meal a show? Hashtag I'm that nigga. Also, <laughs> Snoop Dogg <laughs> recently had recently spoke about his feature price. It's going to cost you 250 bands if you want a 16 from Snoop D-O-double-G. My question, the million a show for future or 250K for Snoop, which one of these is more believable? 250K for Snoop. It's not, mm. it's not even close either. Um, and if we're talking about recouping your money, I'm paying two fifty for Snoop way before I pay a million dollars for a future. So that's probably that's a festival price. Okay. That's like if Rolling Loud calls me, then yes, it's a million dollars. But or, or like a like a PWI Coachella, like Harvard, <laughs> yeah, Coachella, Harvard, like, Vanderbilt. Right, you taxing uh, them for sure. Yeah, then no, that's a million dollar fee. Yeah. I'm 
if if well and, and again I guess future can say that because those are the places that he's showing up now. Like he ain't doing what stadiums or is he what, what's what's future considered? Do you consider him a stadium artist? He's not doing like large venues anymore. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, he, he's at the point where better. he he's at the point where he doesn't have to go to he doesn't have to tour every weekend. He can do that one show at Vanderbilt University for that meal ticket and he can chill for a minute. Arena, he ain't got to grind. Yeah, he's an arena artist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He's yeah. arena better. Yeah. So for a, an arena better meal or show, like that's, I, I, it ain't hard to believe, but I, it's misleading saying that because I think a lot of people thinking that future gonna show up at your local club for an after party and get a million dollars, and that's definitely not happening. <laughs> Absolutely and not. No sense of the word. But on the other hand, though, we're talking about, like you said, business and recouping your money. Like, how often do you see Snoop on a feature? Hell yeah, I got 250. Like, a Snoop Dogg feature? Right. Yes, I got 250 for you. Come on with that. Today, tomorrow, and yesterday. Like, it, like Snoop been in the game. We always talk about how he's considered maybe the most popular rapper ever. I do think a verse from the most popular rapper ever can go for 250 if not more. Like, that's maybe a million-dollar verse right there, and he ain't got a rip it or nothing just to say, oh, I got a song with Snoop. Like, it's a lot of people that can't, like, say that. So yeah. I'm going for the 250 Snoop verse. There, there's a reason that we don't see many Snoop features, and features is because he charges $250,000 a feature. That's yeah. why we don't see many of them, though. Rightfully so. And if I'm Snoop, and I got all this shit I got going on. I don't want to have to be sitting here doing niggas features every other day. So I'm going to make my price sky high. <laughs> so then if I do get the call for a feature, it's worth my time, which I can respect. I'm not mad at that. Snoop is an OG. He is trying to build a label. Um, he's trying to build Def Jam and uh, fucking uh, Def Row at the same time. He's probably working on Martha and Snoop season five. He's probably still, like, there's a gang of shit that he's working on. And he and he's got a he got his own compound, like the big boy studio in LA, bro. Like he's not moving for less than 250. That's basically what he was saying. Yeah. I'm not moving for less than 250,000. And even at that point, I have options to still say, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And, and I ain't like, mad at that. And that's like industry standard. Like I'm the best. He's saying I'm like the best in my industry. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about with bars or who's hot right now. Since 1993, I've been consistently Snoop Dogg. Like, that's ain't true. no motherfucking mistakes about this. So, yeah, 250 is like, that's, yeah, absolutely, nigga. How much the highest, how, however much the highest, hottest person is charging right now, Snoop should call and check every year and be like, I want 100,000 more. Just because mm. I'm Snoop, motherfucker. <laughs> that's, and that's that's post-pandemic prices, too. Thanks, absolutely. So, yeah, that I see that. Maybe we old. I want a younger person to comment on what they would say about that. That inflation done hit the features. God damn. Big facts. All right. Next, we got your man, Killer Cam Harlem's own. Recently scrolling through the IG streets and seeing this coming up. There's a Come Home With Me 20th anniversary show, Animal Brown. This is Ooh. in Harlem. It's going to be at the Apollo. Yeah. Fire. Oh. I got a question for you. What 2002 album would you have an anniversary concert for? First of all, let me be clear. I, me and the wife bought tickets to this show because they were supposed to go on sale. I think last Friday at like six. But when I came across the image, I didn't notice that it said six o'clock. So I went straight to the ticket thing at about four and they were available. 
So we bought tickets because we was finna hit that shit because tickets to, believe it or not, tickets to New York from Atlanta, flights are dumb cheap right now for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. That. Yeah, that's what I said. Flights, I stupid cheap. Shit. Yeah, go anywhere else in the world right now. For some reason, it's like, it's three times the ticket. But go to New York, nigga, it's like $80. It's, it's retarded. So that's fine. Nigga, we was like, oh, we in there then. Cool, bet. I done text Rizzo. Shout out my folks. I'm like, yo, we pulling up. Man, we she get the email confirmation for the tickets, and it says in New York you have to be you have to show proof of vaccination, vaccination to yeah. get into the fucking wasn't it? And I was like, mean, kiss yeah. my ass, and you have to have anywhere it. You go in. I think it was four. You have to show proof of it, and it's got to be fourteen days in or fourteen or twenty one days in advance. I forgot which one it was. And you so I was have a like, test or you to be vaccinated? No, you have to be vaccinated, oh. not a positive oh, test. Test, not the test. Damn. Exactly. So oh, that's why you Kyrie couldn't play. It, right, right. So New York is apparently the last place in the world that still has like actual restrictions on COVID shit. But that Florida killed me. So we had to re- we, so we had to get a refund on the tickets. Anyway, with that being said, I'm hot about that because I really wanted to go to that shit. Mm. If I had to pick a 2002 album, I would go just coming off of this Pusha T. I would go Clips. Um, their debut album came out, Lower Willing. And that would be dope because number one, the album is fire. And but then also having him in Malice and hearing what Malice did on this what's his name, he clearly hasn't lost a step. But seeing a one night only Lord Willing clips, that shit would be fire. And I think I would go to that. I fuck with that. Mm. Um, I definitely would love to be in the house. I thought the tickets going to New York were a lot more expensive than that. So I might nah. that, that may be fire right there. Um, yeah, I'm hot. I wanted to go bad as fuck. Hmm. That's gonna be a dope show. Uh yeah. Harlem gonna be in the building. It's gonna be real New York like, man. That's a, a good idea. And as I look through the list here, there are a lot of options I could have went. The Boosie Badass could have did that. Oh my god. <laughs> could have did the Eminem show. Would be sitting there and went to sleep if I wanted to get snooze fest. <laughs> uh or I could have did my got my guy Nelly. Nellyville came out this year. Just <laughs> uh, two hours full of hits. I wanted to go hit, 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 hit. Uh, but my speed right now for the, the where I'm at in my life and what I want to hear is easily that the fix, Scarface. Yeah. Intimate setting. That'll be hard. Do it in Houston, like at a hard rock cafe. I, we might even talked about this on this on here before, but we might have. Yeah, like one two hundred venue, Scarface yeah. talking in between the sets, live band. Oh my god. Give me take take my money, dude. Maybe I ain't gotta hard. worry about my sneakers getting dirty. Good. We can sit down, order food, maybe. <laughs> maybe they got some fire little wings or something. All of that, dude. But that would be fire to me, just having him go through that whole album, start to finish the fix five mic album on the uh what was it? One of the last, right? Yeah, one of them. Relatively yeah. close to the end of the source, but one of the uh last five mics album. That that would be a home run for me. Perfect night. What about Jay Blueprint 2, though? What if he was like, this is my most underrated album. I'm doing a one-night-only 20-year anniversary Blueprint 2. Mm. Not even on a stadium shit, but kind of like how he did the B-side shit. It'd have to, it'd have to come to Atlanta. I ain't going to see that. That's like, fair. Because that, that's the thing. I hadn't checked the ticket prices. Well, excuse me. I hadn't checked the travel prices for that camera. Like you, yeah. when, I, I was thinking that. Cause I'd look for some shit to LA. Like I said, I was like, the plane ticket's just going to be too high. I know they smacking going to LA. Yeah. They smacking to go to LA. Pay your mortgage with an LA uh, plane ticket right now. But, um, 
Yeah, when I say Blueprint 2 for LA, I mean, excuse me, Blueprint 2 for New York, I don't want to buy a ticket for New York, travel, get a room, yeah, and true. do that whole thing. So it have to be in the A as far as the type of albums that would be. A sleeper on here, if circumstances did permit, and we didn't frown upon this person, but that Jay-Z R. Kelly anniversary, Best of Both Worlds tour, <laughs> definitely would have tapped into that. Not even just that album, but just the the R. Kelly going all the way back to Fiesta, and you get the R. Kelly Jay Z collab concert, and come on, oh, yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah, that would have been tough. Been tough. That would have been it. Because the 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 concept of the best of both worlds, because they did the tour or they tried exactly. to. Exactly. The concept is is it's a go. Right. That's a green light. If, if things had projected the way that they were supposed to, and R. Kelly wasn't a sicko. Like it would Ooh. essentially what, what I guess what Jay Z and Beyonce do right now it would basically R Kelly doing the smashes and Jay Z doing the smashes but it would be now twenty years later so Ooh. yes I would be in there fuck what the uh, <laughs> the critics gotta say dude that yeah that would have been hard <laughs> hey, what if what if Cam bring Jay out for that New York City though mm, that would hey, be a moment that'll be a moment <laughs> I would be mad that I miss it then. <laughs> I would be. I would be definitely mad I miss it. Jay ain't showing up for you. Think Jay will show up for Cam though? If he if he did, it only be for the look. It'd be for the because that would be a moment. And he knows that. That'd be a moment. I'm talking about that'd be that'll make that'll make waves. That would be fire. I would have to see that actually. And B Dot gonna be there too, interviewing Cam after the show and shit. So you never know. Oh no, is it B Dot? It may not be B Dot. Wayno, my bad. It's Wayno. Oh, Wayno. B so got you might have had a shot to get Jay. In That's what I'm about to say. Yeah, Wayno ain't gonna get Jay enough. Shout <laughs> out to Wayno. Um, all right, man. Like I said, I would check out that clips. Uh, I would pull up to that, man. If it was a Virginia Beach, I would definitely uh, pull up to that. And speaking of clips, your man a sleeper a though. A sleeper is that Project Pat laying the smackdown. Nah, I ain't going to that. I get shot at man. I I go to that Nas lost tapes before I go to that. It's gonna be live in that project Padland and snack now. You crazy? Those are you, you don't want to be in there. Wear some old shoes though. Yes, you know, wear some black forces. Nah, you wear some God. black forces in there. You're gonna be on. Fit right in. Hey, that's what and I, he Project Pat would probably say that. He'd be like, yo, the dress code is all black forces. Black nigga. forces, nigga. All that'd black. Ed, man, hard, nigga. I wouldn't go, but that'd be hard. <laughs> Uh, Pusha T, man, it's almost dry. His album is out. Uh, man, let's get straight to it. We know we all know who Pusha T is. What were your expectations going into into this? Considering we've been waiting on King Push for what feels like twenty years now. Is this replacing King Push, or is it that still yes. a concept? Or is this scratched it? What happened? You know? Yeah, this basically replaced it. Ah, okay. Uh, I was ready for this, man. Based off that Daytona album and how much I like that and everything that went on with. He and Aubrey, I was ready for it, wanted to hear it. I thought that he would be in this bag, knew that Kanye was producing half, knew that Pharrell was producing the other half. I was ready for it. I thought that my guy Sam hit me up and he was like, man, what have you been listening to? I'm looking for some rap with just substance, something that'll stick to you, not just no popcorn shit. And I said, well, just wait, because Friday it'll be here. And that's what I was expecting with Pusha T. What were you expecting? Yeah, man, we've been waiting what seems like forever and a day for this Pusha T. Uh, the last joint was the seven piece, uh, the Daytona, which was fire. Grammy nominated too, Daytona. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, nah, that's that one. That's that shit. And we know what Pusha T can do. And then when you, at first, it was all Kanye beats. And then it was all Pharrell beats when Kanye was running for president. And now we kind of got the best of both worlds, half and half, kind of like a versus. <laughs> it's almost like a versus between these two niggas on the beats. Um, so I was that when it finally was settled that it was half and half, that was the best case scenario. I was like, oh, okay, like now nah, this nigga really showing out. Um, so I was super duper ready for this. And um, I ain't gonna lie on first listen, man. I listen, I, I thought that shit was banging. Like I first listen, it grabbed me out the gate. Like it was exactly what I was looking for. Pusha T, we know what he's here to talk about. You can tell by the title, it's almost dry. You can tell by the packaging of the merch, what he's on, what he's still on, what his branding is. And he doesn't stray away from that. But what makes him different is that he does it on a high level. It's on like a luxury level of this type of trap. It's like luxury trap. That's why when you think trap music, you don't think of Pusha T because it's a different, this is luxury trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is different. You know what it is? Talk to me. There's a difference between the shit that Pusha T talk about. It is luxury. You, you're right. But there's more to it than that, too. And shout out to my guy, TK. He hit me up. And he was like, man, man this is what you usually hear from people that's in the know when they when the guy's really on this. He talking that shit on them. Right. And with Pusha T, you hear that a lot. Pusha T gives you more information. So, like, if you don't know what he's talking about, you're going to miss it. And, like, what you just said... The, the basic trap rap shit niggas are repeating and regurgitating shit they heard other niggas say. Mm. But with Pusha T, he talking about shit where you really had to be there, buddy. <laughs> like, you had to be there. You had to know somebody was there. You had to be in the room to understand, like, God, oh, he, damn, he talking, like, as people say, oh, he talking that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that just... I agree with you 100%. It is luxury, but he add a little bit more depth to it. He ain't just saying what he heard another rap nigga say. It's like, nah, I was here, buddy. I was in the room, guy. Yeah. So just, yeah. And he's talented enough lyrically to paint that picture clearly. Yes. And he cold with it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he cold with it. Exactly. It ain't ESTG. No disrespect to ESTG and what right. he do. And that's banging. And yeah. he could tell that he talks that shit too. But like you said, he cold with it. Push yeah, it yeah, yeah. cold with it. Yeah, people Eesh. like like um artists like ESTG are a little bit more straightforward, you know what yes. I mean? Which is fine, like you said, right. it's got there's a place for that too. Pusha T is a little more layered, it's a little more nuanced, it's entendres, and it, it just he on he on another level. And in in <laughs> listen, the bars are here, the beats are here. I don't know what else you were looking for. Like this is what you were looking for from a Pusha T album. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Like, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, this is it. Um moving on past expectations into first listens. Like you said, when I put it on and I'm, I'm listening to the intro and how it come in with Bramble 10, it's like, oh, okay, yes, perfect. Glad yeah. he didn't try to do do this or just make this about Drake or what. Nah, yeah, I'm going to give you a Pusher T album. Yeah. And this is exactly what I needed in 2022 from Pusher T. This is like we're talking about the contemporary rap. And here's another reason talking about like I don't know if it was, I don't know what the numbers looked like, but when you're talking about transcending throughout generations, one of the reasons probably Pusha T has a problem with that and younger kids really don't listen to him because of what we just talked about in the opening it is. It ain't a lot of regurgitated shit that you're used to with trap music. Right. It's from people that who really are outside, like living that life and know what he's talking about. So 
a lot of this shit will go over their head. And if it's a, like a boom bap beat, then they really going to skip on it because you can't regurgitate nothing. But yeah. I do think that he did a good job with it, you know, with some of the for real hooks and melodies and even some of the Kanye shit with the bridges. Like he did a good job of cutting it per se with melodies and music too, even this is raw dope talk. Yeah, and and it's cohesive too. Um, if you were afraid that maybe it'd be crystal clear which one of the beats was Kanye, it'd be crystal clear which ones are for real. It's not that. Dis- I mean, you can tell, but it's not. It doesn't distract you from the album, though. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that's that was definitely something that I was a, a little bit afraid of. But he picked the right ones. I'm sure he's probably got leftovers. You know what I'm saying? Nice. That he was sifting through. But I, I think he picked the right joints. And like kind of what you said, like like in terms of lyrically and how he paint that picture, it's almost like when you look at uh, when you look at a TV show, right? Like if you look at like Breaking Bad, like it's the difference between watching like Fast and the Furious, which is just like explosions and grand shit and just wild shit. And it's just popcorn entertainment to whereas you watch something that's a little bit more layered, a little bit more nuanced, like Breaking Bad, where something in episode three affects something in episode nine, but you really had to be paying attention to even peep it. And then and then you the spinoff is Better Call Saul, and they tying in shit from another series. Like, it's like that. Like, it's layered like that, that shit is, dude. Yeah. It's that deep. And, like, I, man, it's, I, I was boy, fucking with it heavy. Or if you even compare it to um, taking your comparison where you said to sports. Like it's niggas that can hoop and then it's like Chris Paul. Exactly. It's like niggas that can hoop and then it's niggas like LeBron's who like, nah, I really do this, my nigga. Right. I'm out here like three, four plays ahead of you. That's a fact. And that's what Pusha T is doing. And, and that ain't for everybody too. Like as I was listening to this, cause you know how you do the car ride and you get the zone out and you listen to it. Some of the shit that you catch, like you're like, ah, oh, damn, I know, I know it's uh, like 80% of the motherfuckers <laughs> listening didn't get that. I promise you they did. So, and it's like, everybody might not be signing up for that, but that's what it is. It's like that Chris Paul, like you can watch Chris Paul and you'll be like, man, they can't dunk. He ain't right. shooting no, like, it ain't Steph Curry. He ain't Westbrook. He ain't jumping right. out the he gym. He ain't Westbrook shit. out here, but nah, yeah. my nigga, he putting in work out there. You didn't even see what he did three plays ago to set this up for that play on the oop, on the inbound. Like, come on, bro. That's yep. what Pusha T do. Nah, that's a fact. And um, uh, looking at what kind of stood out to me, uh, you mentioned Brambleton. I thought that was dope. I thought it was interesting that he mentioned his manager's interview. I don't know if you peeped that. He was talking about the Vlad interview. Vlad interview, yep. Yeah, and I and I watched and I watched Pusha T interview with he because he's been on his on his run. He was on Breakfast Club, Charlemagne. He was on Hot Nine Seven. He been everywhere, nigga. Late night TV. I watched him on Charlemagne's just kind of the one on one joint. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how disappointed he was, <laughs> and his his former manager was on Vlad. Right. But people that don't know, about a year or so ago, just kind of, and one of the things that he said was, even though he did say that he pushing them and, and Malice were both in the game, but they weren't in the game as deep as he was. Like this nigga mm-hmm. was like 10, 15, 20 million up in the dope game. And that 95% of what Pusha 10 and was rapping was his shit. That's what he said on there. Even though, again, he said the niggas was in the game. They just wasn't the high level that that they rapped about, he was the high level shit. And so he kind of pushed it. He talked about how he was disappointed in that. Cause the dude had his at his Twitter name on his hat. 
which looks nasty as fuck. And and then nigga pushing like, bro, I know this nigga, bro. He got his he got his handle on his hat, bro. Like, I I don't I don't know that person. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Mm. And so his disappointment in that was was telling. He had a he had a bar that saw him, and, and you're right. I don't want to take anything away from what you said. You're absolutely right. And I saw that Vlad interview, and it was interesting. The title it was like Pusha T's manager. That's how it was titled. Of course, yeah. We already know how nasty Vlad is, so they ain't using the thing. Like, but that's gonna get that, you to click, bro. You don't know who that nigga is. That's what made me click on it. Like, yeah, you know how I feel about Vlad. I'm not even looking at that. I, I, well, whoever it is from Virginia, I'm not even checking it out. But like you said, I'd always wondered about that story. Facts. And I looked at it. I watched maybe 45 minutes of it. Yeah, and I took away from it essentially what Pusha T is saying. Even before I, I ain't even see the Charlemagne interview that you're talking about or any of that, but I heard him talking and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see what he's trying to do." Yeah, I, I see what this is, and Vlad stringed him as he do right down the road. Yep. But to my point of what we were talking about with being three, four layers, and him being Chris Paul, he started the album off addressing that. And for people that know, know like he put dude right in his place and let you know what it was. He said. I would what you would pay 16, I would pay 18. Even when I paid 22, it was the same thing. And yeah. then he was talking about how, yeah, you had it for the cheaper price. And this is Franklin's situation with Snowfall. Because you knew Teddy nigga didn't make you no more of a gangster than me. It don't make you no more <laughs> of a big dog than me or none of that, my nigga. As we seen with Louie coming and stealing his plug. Yeah, so all Pusha sure. T was saying was, yeah, you had him for a cheaper price, but it was my niggas moving it. You was moving it in my hood. Without me, you would have just been a nigga getting dope for 16 a key. Yeah. So he pretty much, and like you said, you went the long route, Pusha T took the short route and knocked it out in four bars. Like, and started the album off with it and he doubled back with it a little later in the song. But like, that let me know everything that I needed to know with that bar when he's like, oh, you would pay 16, I would pay 18. And you thought, cause you was getting it cheaper that you go do that Vlad interview and then everything you said. But yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's how cold he is though. Because as soon as I heard that on Brown, then I knew before he even got to the Vlad, boy, I'm like, oh, he talking about dude in the, yep. in the college because that's what I got from him. Yep. All dude was saying in that whole interview was like, well, I had him for this, and then I would get him push a T, and then they would essentially sell him. So me being a person that's in the know, like, oh, okay, well, you just the nigga that had the drugs. Like, what are you talking about? It don't make you no more of a G, my nigga, but that's yeah. getting hung up on semantics. Back to the push a T album. Just wanted to clarify that, because that is a dope little pullout that you said there. Yeah, and, and let's be clear. The Instagram handle on your hat is nasty. That's, that's disgusting. disgusting. That's disgusting. first off. Second off, Brambleton is the street that they that they used to hustle on. That's he he yeah. explained that on uh on Charlemagne shit too. But with that being said, I ain't gonna lie, that, that interview was interesting though, because yeah, as the story goes, he ended up doing time and he had he became an informant, of course, because they tried to uh, apparently he said they tried to get his kids and wife put you know how they he do talks it. about Explain it. Um he pushed the T talk about it on snitch. But see, he said snitch one about him. Did you get to that part? I ain't, I ain't seen the I ain't seen the interview. I thought that he was talking about dude on snitch. It's not. That, he said he said he called because he was locked up when that came out, and he yeah. said he called push and push was like, bro, that's not about you. Because this know. dude was locked up when that happened when that came out. He said that in the Vlad interview. He did. Yeah, it was that. one of them clips. Yeah. And I'm watching clips. I'm just clicking on whatever the head. If the headline is interesting, I'm gonna click it and give it thirty seconds. And if it, and if and if it's if it's Vlad interesting, interview. I'm gonna watch the rest of the clip. I mean. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, check that Charlemagne video out now. Yeah, it was straight, man. It, it was good. He got he he got super emotional. You know, he lost both his parents the in like did. two months apart. Oh wow! And so he that 
he he barely made it through that part talking about, about Pusha T or the, the guy Pusha the T? manager guy. Really? No, I didn't know he lost his mom and his dad. Yeah, that shit was some oh, slaw. Wow. Um but it was still yeah, a good. That's interview. getting really in depth, and that's what we do and get to do with Southern artists on the On Deck TV show. Back to what we loved about the album for me, yep. Brambleton, off yep. the wham, loved it. Like I said, it, it broke that Vlad interview down. It gave me some stuff that I wanted to know and was right out the bat. Um, neck and wrist, hove murders it. Uh, dreaming of the past, absolutely loved it. Just so you remember. Diet Coke, it was just because I heard it single so much and listened to it that it just didn't fit, but it still works. It, it yeah, changes yeah, yeah. as well. And man, do you want to get into your what worked before? Because I got a rant about one of the other ones that worked for me that would have been a moment too since we were talking about them earlier. Do you want yeah, to talk yeah, about hold on. I'm, a, okay, I'm just going to give you three. I, I really like that just so you remember. I, that's, I thought that sample was fire. Um, yeah. Call My Bluff, the second verse was stupid. Um, and then I like that um, that open air. I thought that shit was fire too. Um, wow. But the whole tape riding though, let's be clear. What you got though? I'm gonna ruin rock and roll for you. That's it banging. Just, it is. That's but banging. imagine the lighter flicking and Tunchi being on there. You're talking about a moment. Mm. Let's put all the beef behind us. Tell me this ain't a Lil Wayne beat like 04 when he was murdering shit. Well, that would have been it. That would have been what people would have been talking about all summer. Pusha T had been like, look, I don't care. You can diss me on here, whatever it be. You just need to be on this song. That would have been a like, moment. This is, this is a little Wayne beat. You can do what you did to that Mike Jones on here, whatever. Please just do it for the culture. I don't even like you, my nigga. I don't like nobody over there but here. Here go the rest of the beat. Just take off on it, dude. Just don't True. put Drake and Nicky on. Just don't do that. That's just true. give me some Ofo Wayne. Like, this shit was made for him, dude. That shit would have been big. No, that's true. Every time I hear that now, I think about that. I was like, oh, my God, Wayne would have fucked that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a, that's a missed opportunity, but it's too, it's too many layers to it because then you too got the Drake layers. layer. Wait, the, baby, you got the baby layer. Yeah, you, you got the Birdman layer. It's, it's, it's too many layers, and that's a shame. That would have made it. That would have made it a moment. Like, I agree. Know it, nigga, just think if you had heard that lighter flick on that, you'd have been like, no way. I, I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> that might have made it a classic. Man. I ain't bullshitting. Listen to that me. That might have made it a classic, bro. God, I was just weird. I was like, oh my God, Wayne would have fucking killed this, nigga. If that's, but that's, that's how you make, that's the element of a classic, though. It's gotta have a moment. That's from our era. That's For like sure. ether. That's sure. like when H to the Izzo with the Michael Jordan jersey on at the BET Awards. Yep. That's like, um, uh, I ain't mad at you. That's like fucking California yep. love or juicy. That's what that would have been, dude. Yeah. Like Wayne coming out of nowhere and completely eating that up. And again, even if you dissing the nigga or whatever, just being on that song yep. and the layers that go with it, but being like, fuck it, this for the culture. Like that shit would have been fire I agree. I agree. Um, if, if I had to go with things I, uh, that were kind of low lights, eh, I'm, I'm nitpicking because I rock with the album heavy, but I, I didn't like Kanye's bars at the end of Dreaming of the Past. I thought that was, 
I don't know what that was, dude. Like he sounded like he had COVID, bro. Like I was like, bro, why are you rapping, bro? You need sleep. He sounded like he was sleep deprived. Biased. Finally, yeah. some biased. Yeah, that wasn't. I, that was that was pointless. I like what he did on that rock and roll, but that that was pointless on Dreaming in the Past. And Uzi didn't fit on um scrape it off. Uzi ripped that. No, he didn't. Did, no, he Uzi didn't. ripped that. I'm on it. I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it, but. Twitter was weighing him out, dude. They were like, bro, I, I want to know where that collab came from, dude. <laughs> it just, I, I'll take Don Tolliver. I thought he killed the hook, but mm-hmm. I would have just took two push it and push a T murdered that song. Jesus. I would have just rather had two push a T verses, bro. Like, I ain't need, I didn't need the fucking yeah. Uzi one time. No, he had a line on it that was kind of hard, and that was, bro, that was it, though. He was the, the Buzz Lightyear line was hard. No, it wasn't. Hard. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm out of you. In Twitter, um, for and me, Malice too. Only- my my last holiday was Malice. Malice I, I murdered that. We, we'd be remiss not to mention that. Yeah, he Malice murdered that. Murdered that. Jesus Christ. Uh, for me, what didn't work? I didn't like the um, the boom bap. Let smokers shine the coops. That was okay. That was okay. It was okay. Again, everything else was such high level. That's true. That's nitpicking for me, but that just didn't like. That's the one. If I'm letting it play and I put it on, that I kind of roll my eyes at. Like, yeah. You know, that, but like fair. you said, it, it it's Pusha T, though. It fits Pusha T. I, it wasn't him trying to do too much, but that's pretty much it that I had for didn't work. Only thing I wish I hadn't heard, I, I hate when an album is 12 tracks and you don't heard three of them. Mm. Like the Neck and Wrist had already came out, the Diet Coke had already came out, and then that Hear Me Clearly was on the Nego album like two weeks ago. So yeah. I was like, eh, like you, we done got used to like. Hear me not to be heard, you're right. Bro, I'm like. I'm like, bro, I need, I need 12 new, I, I need this to be fresh, dude. Nigga don't wait years, nigga. Like, yeah. I don't want none I done heard before. Hit me with no nine piece with three bonuses, nigga. Like, you just <laughs> dropped a seven piece light on us. This needed to be 14 songs, to be honest, which we needed deluxe with 14 songs ASAP with that Wayne feature. Now, if please you, and thank you. If you order, if you order a shirt along with the digital album, it comes with three bonus tracks. Mm. Hopefully it ain't no Kanye shit. And so Wayne's who knows? Surprise would be enough for people. What um what 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 final rating do you give it? I'm going high, man. I'm going four and a half. Ooh, superb. Yep, superb. You like it better than Daytona? I thought Daytona was a classic. Mm. I don't. Did I write that five reels? Like I, don't I had know. to write that five reels. I thought that even if I didn't, I do now. Like five going back, it's that's a nasty album. Right there. Just it is so short. But yeah, I think this four and a half. It's right there with Daytona. I agree. With the with give or take like one or two songs. And maybe if Daytona had one or two more songs, and I feel the same way, but it's right there with it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go high. Mean? I'm gonna say it's superb. It's four and a half. And but the tiebreaker to me is just the length of I mean, it's just the length of the project. That was seven songs. This was 12. Mm-hmm. 12, yeah. So by default, that's the tiebreaker. In my opinion, on this, I'm I'm putting it over it just slightly. Um, but it's uh, listen, it's good to see him in this stage of his career. And he even said this on Charlotte, man. He's like, bro, I'm 44, bro. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to get to the point where hip hop is like, where nigga, the fucking U2, and like you can still make age appropriate music. Meaning, you're not expecting to see Pusha T jump around the stage like he Travis Scott, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Right. Like, he can still do this in a venue. He going on tour. I might pull up to that motherfucker. I'm hot. The Atlanta one sold out. I slept. Sold out. Super hot about that. Where is it at? Uh, I don't have me lying. That's I can't great. remember what venue. I ain't gonna remember. I don't remember. But 
like like this is music that he could perform. Like you said, we just talked about the R. Kelly and Jay. Yes, that was twenty years ago, and niggas was like, right. "Damn, I wish that we he, we could go to something to right now." <laughs> today, he's making shit like that, bro. So I'm, uh, I think that's dope, bro. So I got to give it a high rating, man. Tell us what y'all thought, though, man. Leave a comment at On Deck TV Show on Instagram, or if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about this Pusha T album. Are we gassing it, or is it fire like how we saying, man? Let us know. Uh, we got some wins and some losses. losses. W or L to your man, Bobby Schmurda. Oh, he said he's taking six months off from sex. <laughs> oh, man. And he's advising against tongue ring. Oh, uh, my God. Fellatio. Oh, my God. Any more depth, but he's just taking six months off. You don't need to go no more in depth than that. That's way too much information. We can put two <laughs> to two together, six months off. I mean, oh it might God. be a W for him, man. Maybe he can clear his head up, man. He that takes is, six months of celibacy. That is anything but a W, sir. <laughs> yeah, Lee. He's probably taking him six months yeah. off by force, nigga, not by choice. Well, uh, it is by force because he got injured. Oh, my God. All right, moving on quickly. WRL, man, Fab. <laughs> a video of Fab in the club. He let a woman fall asleep on his shoulder in the club. That's a big L, man. I'm letting her fall. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't going home and explaining that to my wife and kids, man. This bitch, get off me. <laughs> I, well, I know he's still hearing about that today, nigga. Yeah, today, nigga. He probably had to sleep on the couch and everything. He trying to play that <laughs> shit off. Well, he got a, a couple of rules, but he ain't sleeping in the master that night. Uh, another one, man. WRL, DJ Academics and Joe Buttons reunited for two different shows. DJ Academics was on Joe Button's show. And Joe Budden was on DJ Academic Show, man. Is that a W for the uh, the reunion? Oh, yeah, that's a W, man. I ain't mad at Ack and Joe. They had a pretty great run with him and Nadeska and the little show. Uh, well, excuse me, not the little show. I said I was going to stop doing that. But their, their show was uh, a moment in the culture. Good to see them back in the saddle and working together again. What do you think? Yeah, I saw a clip of, of Joe on Ack's podcast, and they talked about why – Joe left. You know, the rumor was Joe was asking for equity and complex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the that was the you know rumor. And Joe cleared that up. He said that's not true. He said what I was asking for, he said they were paying him twenty two thousand a month. Yeah. And he when he went when they went to go renegotiate, they offered him forty and he wanted fifty. And they wouldn't offer him fifty. So he so since they wouldn't go past forty, that's when he that's why he quit. Forty grand a month to do that. What's that? Five days a week. What is that a week? Uh, that's a lot a week. Ten thousand dollars a week, nigga. That's yeah, actually that's no. Was that four days or five days? It was four days. That's ten grand a week, then. Jesus Christ! For those counting at home, that is four hundred and eighty thousand a year. And he didn't. He turned that down. He wanted. He wanted fifty a, a month. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Some nice numbers, man. Something to strive for in this podcast game, ain't it? Hey, listen. Jeez. If you're in a position where you can turn down four hundred and eighty thousand for an hour podcast, I can't do nothing but respect that. Yeah, that's big because he walked away from that and Spotify. Like Joe's now. True. One thing you can hate Joe Budden all you want to, man. His opinions or whatnot, but he's staying on his morals. I respect that's a fact. Shit. Get out of there for him. Like, if he ain't fucking with you or 
how you feel like he you he should be treated as a creative, he ain't sticking around. Like he, he knows his worth. That nigga know his worth, boy. Jeez. That's nuts. Uh yeah. bonus W or L to Rick Ross. He's got a car show that's coming up around the corner. He was on Breakfast Club promoting it. Tickets started $250 for his car show. Mm. In comparison to DJ Envy, those were about $20. Mm. Now, the car show is at his house. It's at the Promised Land out here in Fayetteville, uh, Georgia. Is that a W or an L? The fact that he called his home the Promised Land is one hilarious. The second fact is you have to see that Breakfast Club interview. It is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, It's funny as hell. But yeah, man, this is worth it. The 250 for this is worth it, especially how Rick Ross has explained it. And I think me and you talk about it maybe, or my homie and my homeboy Snoops was talking about it. It's a networking event. You win the big boy diamond key that's worth like 20 grand if your car get there. But this also, so DJ Envy stuff is a family thing. This is a thing where like car enthusiasts go to. Mm -hmm. And 250 cuts out a couple of things like one kids and people that you like we in here talking for real and if somebody in there like i just spent 250 for a ticket if i want to say hey man how much you charging for your car you know i'm legit like i ain't in here like i ain't paid ten dollars for no ticket and just talking out my ass like i I feel like the stuff like this is appropriate we need to start doing it more in our culture aka cutting out some riffraff or what man because i mean the air conversation ain't for everybody so I, i respect this like this is cool and you don't want everybody at your house. And you don't want everybody at your house. So you know if a nigga spending 250, they got some sense. Yeah, you would hope. Show. You would hope so. If, hope so. if you want to enter your car at 750, starting off. It's a it's a business investment. I would yeah. look at it like I would look at it like if I'm spending 250 on this, I can go in here and network $250 worth of deals. I'll be able to do something and make 250 back. It, I'm not gonna lie. Shout out to I was talking to a, a cat who owns a lot of Porsches. He's like a Porsche enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And he said all the time that his car is like a metal business card. Yeah. That he has brokered deals just off of having a Porsche. Having a car. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like he's he's seen other people with Porsches and they were like and they spark up a combo and that's done turned into six figure deals, bro. Hey, what no lie. Mean? Oh, really? Oh yeah. man, I'm looking for a because it's it's a certain level yeah. when you look at bro when 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 you know what it takes to get something and you see somebody else with it when yeah. you pull up in the yacht and the motherfucker next to you in the yacht and you know what it took to get that dude there's nothing motherfucking not a slouch you know they on the legit, yacht bro. right you know something like okay what you got going on because I need got to something talk going on too <laughs> and maybe we can have some going on together but we can make some bread facts oh fact. shit. Um, on Decker of the Week. With that being said, I will not be at the car show. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, I'm, I ain't the car guy. If this was another type of convention, though, I would definitely check it out. But I ain't the car dude. Like, I ain't finna right. be there buying no cars. I ain't finna, like, I ain't doing none of that. But if it was another type of convention, 250 worth it, though. Like, it was something that I was interested in. Yeah, I, I rolled by his crib, the, like, two days ago, and you could see the, the army green tank thing that he just... That's funny. You can see it from the right, street. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, on Decker of the Week, man. New subscriber to YouTube, man. Shout out to Rocky, R-O-C-C-Y. Appreciate the new subscription. Make sure y'all hit up YouTube.com slash On Deck TV. Hit that subscribe button. Check out the video, man. Uh, hit that like and uh, leave a comment while you're there, too. Fuck it. Um, what you got for the put on this week, man? 
for the put on this week, I got a podcast and a book. Uh, the book is from the Freakonomics Radio Book Club. I sent it to you. It's Why Do Most Ideas Fail to Scale? I listened to that. That was dope. Love that interview. It's an interview with John List. He wrote a book called The Voltage Effect. And it's just basically going over how scaling has happened throughout history, how things grow. Uh, I'm very interested in as far as business, growing this network and us doing what we do. So I just thought it was a dope conversation. If you're into uh, content creation, you're into just growing a business in general, this is good information to have. It's the Freakonomics Radio Book Club. Why do most ideas fail to scale? Mm-hmm. Episode number 14, the name of the book is called The Voltage Effect by John List. Yeah, that was super dope. It was a good episode. Um, my put on this week, it's a great entertainment weekend this weekend, dude. We got the NFL draft. We got Ozark the future Bank. new album should be very entertaining. And then we got that Ozark series finale. Ozark that drops Bank. on Friday. That's three for three, nigga. I'm in the crib all motherfucking weekend. And I can't wait for it. So my put on is not doing a goddamn thing and soaking in some good entertainment, hopefully. Uh, is there any way possible they drop the ball on this Ozark? It's impossible. It ain't no Hard way. to see, but you know, they were slick already to the shoulders, the end, like the, like the direct. We never, like, did you even think about the wreck? Have you watched, rewatched it? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the opening car yeah. scene. But we how does it, but that that. end? We don't know what that is. What if they die right there, though? I what if it, it ended? Would you be hot if it ended that way? I would be steamed if they really. Ended. If that was the very last scene and they died in that car, <laughs> that'd be slow. After all of this shit, nigga, they went through hella goons, nigga, cartel members, nigga, assassins, crazy rednecks, and you die in a car wreck in, in a minivan that's probably the highest rated safety minivan in the world, nigga, you dying in that? I'd be hot. That's funny. I tell you what not to do. If you don't want to know, don't go on red. Because Reddit will figure that shit out, nigga, in a day. Um, I was following the Severance Reddit thread, nigga. I stopped going on it after about the first and second episode. They finished something. They figured something out after the second episode that I didn't realize until the very end that one of the credits was rolling, nigga. <laughs> I was listening to a review show, and they was like, yeah, Reddit pretty much figured this out by the third episode. I'm glad I quit reading that shit because I was dumb surprised, nigga. <laughs> I didn't see none of that coming. They be invested. Sleuths is on Reddit. I see Ben Stiller said he found the dude who did the music for Severance on Instagram. Really? Thought that was kind of dope. Shit creepy as hell. Have, you ain't watched it yet, have you? Not yet. Music ad. Whoever that dude is, he's the music ad to it, too. It's a, you like the show. 100%. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Up your alley. Man, y'all fuck with your boy, man. We are out. We appreciate you tapping in. Make sure you subscribe. Cop a t-shirt, too. Link is in the description. And uh, we appreciate you for supporting the real. Yeah, quit delaying. Go cop some shirts now. Holy sir. Sir.